Welcome to this week's Extra Film segment for May 14th, 2015, and I am Mad Max, J.D. Duran. I am Mad Oaks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us this week, everybody, for our Extra Film segment. For those not familiar with our Extra Film podcast, this is a show that Matt and I do every Friday where we get together and we usually talk about the small films out there, the indies, or in the case of this week, the classics out there that we normally just don't get a chance to talk about on the main show. And leading up to Mad Max Fury Road this weekend, Matt and I on this week's show, we are going to be reviewing the original Mad Max trilogy from George Miller, which should be a lot of fun. But before we get into that, Matt, first of all, Happy Mad Max Fury Road weekend, and how are things going? <laughs> so sorry to hear. <laughs> no, no, as I told you, I'm, I'm in a persnickety mood. Things just, it's one of those, uh, what's that song? Everything's going my way. Like the opposite of that. Uh, I'm so just, sorry to hear. Just took me like 20 minutes to cook my <laughs> chicken that I wanted to eat. <laughs> and so now we're delayed again. And it's just a never ending yeah cycle of disappointment today <laughs> i'm so sorry hopefully this discussion is not a disappointment for you so hopefully yeah, we have better, fun <laughs> better blow this one out of the park i will certainly try i know you're getting into the seattle international film festival out there oh, correct see yeah that's 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 a main source of the persnicketiness <laughs> oh i'm yeah, so sorry they just, they, they're kind of uh it drives me a little crazy. Every year they have just so many little issues and thingamabobs, and they always are dropping the ball left and right. And today was a great example of that. I was supposed to, well, I was requested to cover the red carpet, as were a couple of my uh, critic homies sure. out here. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. It's downtown, like kind of kind of not what I wanted to do today. But I was like, you know, it'll be cool. Like Paul Fagg was going to be there and Lynn Sheldon, and I sure. was going to get some time with them. But... So I make the trek over there and <clears throat> only to find out that they're like, oh no, like uh, we're actually all filled up, which is insane. A crazy yeah. thing to do. Uh, she's like, oh, we don't have any room for you. And I was like the first one there. Really just annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to drive back from downtown in the middle of five o'clock traffic. Oh. <laughs> so, And this on top of like a screening that I went to earlier, yeah. which started... 50 minutes late. Oh, man. So they've just been f***ing me all day, <laughs> and I'm really mad. I'm so sorry to hear that. So that sounds But I saw, I saw a good movie. I saw a good That's one. good. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'll say the one thing that's made me mad, and I'm not going to touch on this a whole lot right now because Brendan and I are going to save a lot of thoughts for actually for the opening of our main show this weekend. But I want to say, and I want to encourage everyone to go see Mad Max Fury Road this weekend. And not just because I think it's going to be an awesome movie, but you may have seen this on the internet, depending on how much time you spend on the internet, I guess. But there is this very vocal misogynist oh. group out there. <laughs> I've heard that, this. That is basically boycotting Mad Max because they think it's too female centric. <laughs> and... 
supporting uh, too much feminism, I guess. It just drives me yes. crazy. What this reminds me of, it reminds me of that Fox News segment when they were talking about Frozen and how it give, gave <laughs> girls warped images of men. It's like, oh my, yeah, <laughs> like, crazy. You want, you want our girls to think of men as strong and handsome and smart, <laughs> not dunchous characters. Not foolish characters. Crazy. Like, I know. Dude, it's crazy. People I, in this world are crazy. nuts. Yeah. So I mean, God everything's the worst. <laughs> I know. So let's support strong female characters and gender equality in film, and go see Mad Max Fury Road. So you're supporting a good cause by seeing that movie this weekend. So there you go. Uh, last thing I also want to mention real fast, Matt, before we get into it, is there was some reports coming out tonight, the night that we're actually recording this, that Aza Butterfield could be, might oh, have just is. landed the new Spider-Man Yeah, it's role. for sure. So that... I know these things. You know these things. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I, I'm okay with it. I liked him in Ender's Game. I liked him yeah. in Hugo, so... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so I, not, I'm okay with it. It's not. I, I don't think it's a choice where anyone's like, "Oh my god!" But it's yeah. like, uh, I, I can know. live with it. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't really care about Spider-Man. Like, uh, really? Uh, I'm I just see. so. I'm in the throes of superhero fatigue, dude. I just. Uh, I, I know you are, and a lot of people are. I'm still loving these. I'm having a lot of fun with Mar- what Marvel's doing, and Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters. And to see him in the MCU universe is very exciting to me. The, the big thing for me is I, I don't think they, they've done a great Spider-Man movie since uh, the second one of the Raimi yeah. films. Yeah, and agreed. I just want to see a great Spider-Man movie. I, regardless of who the actor is, just make a good movie. And you put him into the MCU on top of that, that's just exciting to me. I just want to see a good movie. I don't care who I the don't actor know. Here, here's my thing. And... and I don't want to get too much into an Avengers talk, but for me, the biggest problem is I feel like they've kind of shown their hand as to like their unwillingness to change things up. Like I was all aboard Guardians of the Galaxy. And and for me, that was one of those like rejuvenation with Marvel. I was like, oh, like they're starting to like do stuff interesting again. And then Avengers came along and I was like, ugh. God, it's just the same thing over and over again. Well, you see, I I slightly disagree. One, because I think because I like Age of Ultron more than you did. And I do think that they were doing something a little bit different, even though that one is flawed. Here's the The, thing. Yes. Well, well, hold on. The the big reason on top of that, the other big reason is, yeah, I agree. Guardians is a little bit different. Winter Soldier was also very different as well. That was yeah. kind of more of a, a 70s spy thriller and then a superhero movie. Oh, and God. the word on the street for Ant-Man is it's a heist movie first and then a superhero movie. And if that's the formula they go with going forward, then I think it's going to keep these movies a lot fresh for, for people. Uh, see, uh, just kind of get back in that, and this will just be kind of closing thought. Is For me, again, it's, it's the idea that it never ends. I just don't see an ending to these things. Like, well, yeah. believe, like no one even died. Like, why not? There you, was one person. Just, one person. Oh my died. god! Who cared? Literally, they brought in a character. They made him really annoying, and then they killed him. Like, <laughs> I didn't I, find him annoying. Oh, he's the worst. He's no. just like making like Russian rape jokes and stuff. 
don't know about like, that. Like, kill, kill Tony Stark and Thor and Hulk. And then I'm like, whoa, like, this is changing up. Well, I'm- knowing where they're going to go, I'll say one of the big ones probably will die soon. Maybe not Civil War, but Ugh. Avengers 3, I think you're going to get your wish. So, if you know the comics and know where things are going, it's probably going to happen. Just but- kill them. <laughs> Just kill <laughs> And then don't bring it back to life. That's yeah, so that's they do that a lot. They like half kill a character and then bring them back. They do that quite a bit. But anyway, that's enough Marvel geeking out for this week. We are here to talk about Mad Max and George and Miller. And, and I'm Mad Matt today. So. <laughs> Mad Matt. All right, Mad Matt. Let's get into it. And here we go. Listening to the Incession Film Podcast Extra Film Segment. Matt, I am the Night Rider. I'm a fuel injected suicide machine. I am the rocker. I am the roller. I am the out of controller. JD, stop texting me pictures of your. D- hey, listen, I'm not a bad man. I'm sick, see? Like, I'm sick. What do you call it? Psychopathic, you know? Personality disorder. The court, man, he said so. You're not going to hurt me, are you? Jesus, you can't kill me! Not for stealing a man's food! He was dead for Christ's sake! I don't need him anymore. What are you doing? I want to know what you're doing. The chain in those handcuffs is high tensile steel. It'll take you ten minutes to hack through it with this. Now, if you're lucky, you can hack through your ankle in five minutes. Go. All right, Mad Max first came out in 1979, directed by George Miller and stars Mel Gibson and a whole bunch of other people. And we are going to review all three of these movies. Um, So we're going to kind of go in progression a little bit, but kind of tie everything together in this discussion. It's like a linear amoeba. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) let's start with the first Mad Max a little bit here, Matt. And what did you think about that movie? Mad Max is tight, dude. Yeah. I, to be honest, I had never seen these movies until, um, well, some of them a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, because you <laughs> said last week you hadn't seen the third one, correct? Yeah, I watched that the, today uh, nice. while riding on a bicycle. 
Nice. Uh, <laughs> in my living room, not like an <laughs> Like that would be interesting out in Seattle in the streets of Seattle, right? Now, like watching a movie. Yeah, we're pretty high tech here. Like pull down my face. <laughs> I need that technology. Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, no, so I saw Mad Max, this original one, a couple months ago, and. Mm-hmm. It was one of those movies that I'd heard about forever and ever and ever. And I, you sure. know, it's like yeah. mean streets or something. I'm like, oh, I'll get around to it, but you never do. Um, mm, sure. But I watched it and I really liked it. I think there's, there's something just so original and odd about it that I didn't expect. Mm. Like, I, and, and that's kind of something consistent across the series is just how like bogus and dusty and just weird everything is and i love that about this series how about you i really like the first one a lot as well i have some problems with it but for the most part it's just pure fun and it's really entertaining i I think the story is a a little bit slow paced at times i feel like the story just kind of trots along and it never really got going the way that i really wanted it to but i don't know that third act though well the third act definitely gets going. I feel like it does kind of pick up out of nowhere. And I say that as a criticism, but in some ways, and I'll get to this here in a minute, I kind of like what they do in those slow moments, even though the story and the pacing felt like it was just kind of sludging along. There were some really great moments uh, between Mad Max and his wife, especially that I really dug. And you're right. Once the third act comes and we get into those chase sequences, Man, that is exactly what I love about this franchise and exactly what I'm looking forward to in Mad Max Fury Road. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's a lot of that pure adrenaline that we get in the third act of this movie. And it's just a lot of fun. I enjoy it quite a bit. See, I think one of one of the things that I like most about this entire franchise is how distinct each of these films feel as like like they are completely different and yet they're they're very much in the same world um yeah but there's like maybe a what like five year gap between each of them sure um not in terms of the filming but like in terms of the universe of the characters and you feel the transformation of like this dusty dirty dystopia that george miller's created um the first one you know when i first popped it on i was like oh i thought this was like an like a post-apocalyptic movie and because it doesn't it doesn't quite feel like it. And I yeah. think that that's because you, the, the setting is primarily like kind of still in these small towns, but then yeah. like on the outskirts is where the danger lies. And I yeah. like, I like the idea of him placing us in that town and yet knowing like, Oh, there's, there's a, there's like these crazy tribes right around the corner. Yeah. I mean, we know that the cities and the town still kind of exist a little bit, but at the same time, you know, that society is still a little bit different and there's like these barbarians if, kind if of not running totally things. crumbled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of the beginning stages of this post-apocalyptic world that I really enjoy. And I think from a production design, it's really fascinating too. And you know, if you've only seen the trailers for Fury Road and then you go back and watch these, you get a really good sense of the mind of George Miller. And it's really fascinating. I thought the production design was really great, especially if you go back and look at the budget for the first Mad Max, it was basically nothing. And And I love how they just spent it on like thrashing cars into each other. (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
which is and fantastic. And that's what he does. Like in yeah. every single movie, it's like, oh, more money. Like I guess we'll buy more cars and slam them head on yeah. into one. Another. It also doesn't hurt that your star of the movie, Mel Gibson, in '79 was pretty much an unknown. So you're not having to pay a lot of money for actors. Well, isn't Mad Max basically what he cut his teeth on? Yeah, it's a, it's what gave him the kind of career that he ended up having. Yeah, absolutely, it was a, a good start. And I want to touch on the idea that you were talking about with each one of these feeling different because I think that is a, a really great aspect of these movies, at least mostly. I feel like the third one, I yeah, have some problems. Yeah, <laughs> it feels, I think everyone has some problems. It's a little bit too goofy for me, but I do yeah. like that they at least attempted something that wasn't the same thing. And each one has its own individual flavor. But what's also great about it is the Max character himself is also different in each one of them. You yeah. see the progression of the character yeah. in each one, and that was really rich and satisfying about this franchise. And kind of to go back to, to Mel Gibson, I think that that's one of the the fun things about this movie is just kind of how how we see him uh, throughout the course of the franchise change because in the first one he's he's a fairly kind of uh, he's yeah. almost like a Rick Grimes at the beginning of <laughs> Walking Dead you know like sure. still yeah. pretty cut and dry like uh, yeah. he wears like his leather get up but he's still kind of like a pressed suit like white collar almost like or blue collar yeah. rather worker um and then that totally shifts in the later ones but also all the stuff with like him being a family man i Mm -hmm. found interesting yeah um but yeah i think it's a great performance and yet it's like really quiet as it is throughout the entire series he's very stoic in the first one and we also get a sense of that family dynamics that you're talking about and I, i kind of referenced this earlier like he has some really great moments with his wife that i thought was great they're very quiet almost shy like but at the same time i feel like he is saying a lot about who he is what matters to him and we do get the sense that he loves his wife and their little baby and there's a really great scene where the film slows down maybe almost slows down too much but he has a great conversation with his wife where he's kind of reminiscing and talking about his dad and some of the past which i think was pretty awesome for the character itself even though i think maybe it slowed down the film too much narratively as a whole i still found it really interesting and then where that storyline with his family crystallizes in the third act i thought was a really interesting motivation to him becoming this kind of isolated very lonely just drifter that he eventually becomes and i think it also says a lot about the choices that he makes in two and three as far as you know him being a little bit hesitant about helping other people because he doesn't want to get too close in this world and i thought all of that tied itself together really well and i think we we have to talk about what is my favorite aspect of the film which are the villains yeah i just <laughs> yeah, absolutely great. love the villains in this um yeah the uh, Hugh Keys Brian, or however you say his name, uh, who plays like Toe Cutter, he's just <laughs> awesome. And I heard yeah. that he's back in Fury Road. Oh, really? As well. oh, how yeah. interesting. And I just, I love how like they're all kind of like feathery, leathery, metrosexuals, <laughs> like, yeah. like heavy, heavy on yeah. hormones and just racing around on yeah. hogs and like these beater beater cars like yeah and each one of them has like a really interesting distinct outfit and like 
I can't I don't I can't remember the guy's name, but in Road Warrior he has like that strange mask that he wears, and even his minions oh, as well Lord have humongous. Yeah, you're crazy. Lord humongous. I love the names. Love yeah, they're great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, but I think Toe Cutter was my favorite villain in in the whole series. Um, he's very strange. He's because he's so <laughs> weird. He totally he steals the scenes. Like yeah. whenever he shows up, like yeah, and it, it. it is love crazy because it. he's like sort of like mumbling through his dialogue and it's very soft-spoken but kind of firm at the same time like oh, very intimidating <laughs> it is whereas like i think yeah. if that's something in the other ones they're all like kind of goofy like I, I i don't remember the name of the guy in in road warrior but like the guy who clearly has like a gay love affair with his partner who gets yeah. killed yeah. but the dude with like the red mohawk who's like yeah. always doing backflips over stuff like yeah he's, he's like they just kind of get more and more caricaturist. Yeah. And for, for how much of a caricature Toe Cutter was, he was also very grounded in reality. Like, mm. And that's one of the things about the whole series as well. Like, The longer they go along, the more they kind of drift from reality. But in some yeah. aspects, that, that's where they, you know, that's where they're harnessing sure. their fun from. And, and I think that's why Road Warrior gets so much love that it does, right? Because it's that balance. It's, it's grounded, but it's not over the top like the third one is. And yep. it's just a lot of fun. And I also think that in terms of the Max character himself, I feel like he goes through a huge transition in Road Warrior from the first movie. And I think it leads up to some really interesting dynamics he has in the third one as well. But for me, that turn was really fascinating. And just the action in the second one yeah. is just the best of the series. You know, it's, it's speaking just awesome. of, should we just should we yeah, shift sure. gears? We can shift but gears sh- to the second one. Brum, brum, brum. What did you what would you grade <laughs> the first one though? Uh I would probably give it um like a B or B plus. Yeah, I'm I'm exact same. B B plus. Actually, you know, I'll, I'll go with like how he sets up the whole world here, and I think I think he does an awesome job of like really laying the groundwork for the future installments, as well as making just a a really satisfying and weird sure. movie. It is a- absolutely so. I just had some pacing issues. Overall, it was a really good movie, but. Switching to the second one, how did you think that elevated the franchise? See, Road Warrior, I feel like has always had this expect or this reputation of of being kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that is the case in terms of the action. It is the case in terms of um, kind of the the dark tone that it takes on, but I don't think it's that much better than the first one i really again i really really liked it but i don't think it's it's that like it's it's head and shoulders above um the first mad max i am gravely disappointed again you have made me unleash my dogs of war look at what remains of your gallant scouts why because you're selfish you hold your gasoline you will not listen to reason now, my prisoners say, you plan to take your gasoline out of the wasteland. You send them out this morning to find a vehicle, a rig big enough to hold that fat tank of gas. What a puny plan. Look around you. This is the value of death. See? 
Interesting. I will be a little bit on the other side of that fence. I do think it's a good head and shoulders above the first one. And I like the first one. And I feel like this one has a lot more going for it. One, I like how, like I was talking about with the Max character himself and kind of his transformation in this movie and where he's going. I don't think overall that this one is as bleak as the first one. I feel like this one has a lot more fun elements into it. I also like the villain characters. I think the story overall is just more rich and satisfying. Where the first one, part of it was the budget they didn't have they they did the best with what they had and this one you could just tell that they had a bigger budget they had more to work with and i think that's why it's ultimately ahead above the first one is it just there was just more opportunity and i think george miller did a good job with that i mean the third act in this is just incredible phenomenal yeah it's like it's so good they're probably going 60 miles an hour that entire third act. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and the sequences yeah. in that, I don't think that anything in the third one topped it. And sure, I can't I agree. wait to see what yeah. he's able to do with <laughs> I know, right? $100 million. <laughs> I know. Um, which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, like I really, really liked Road Warrior, but um some of the things are, are it's a strange movie, like the feral kid. Like, yeah, that like, was another aspect that was going to bring up too. I think one, feral it's, kid. yeah, it's pretty crazy. I do think thematically though, it adds another layer to the movie that I really like when you're talking about the effects that this world's going to have on little kids. And they just kind of let that kid do whatever he wants. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, there was a scene where he essentially, kills uh, another character and he does it really interestingly and, and then, then does a backflip <laughs> yeah and then does a backflip and then there's a, a another scene a few minutes later where he has his weapon there's still blood all over it and he's just kind of walking up to max not really saying anything but there's some really nice shots where george miller just pauses on the kid as he's looking at his weapon with the blood on it having no effect on this kid and yeah. i think thematically it just has a lot to say that you know, when you're talking about children in this environment, and of course, then Mad Max even uses that kid later on in those action sequences, which is really fun to watch and almost kind of disturbing at the same time. Yeah, and you really see the transition from the first one to this one. Yeah, in, in everything from yeah. like the setting to to the populace that we encounter to mm-hmm. um, just you know the Mad Max character himself. And and again, I'll reiterate like that's one of the things that I really like about this franchise is they don't feel like they're just redoing the same thing over and over again. The, yeah. If anything, like the first one kind of feels like a traditional post-apocalyptic film. The second one is like a death race through the desert. And then the third one is like gladiator meets Peter Pan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I wrote it as like Goonies meets little rascals. And yeah. But like, yeah. again, like just the market change that you see between these is, is so interesting. And it's something that like disappointingly and getting back to like our avid or uh, Avengers discussion, like that's the kind of transition that I like to see in franchise. I like to see things reinvent themselves and like really change the game. Like none of these movies feel like he's George Miller's like just trying to get a check cut, you know? He's he's actually sure. trying to think of something new and that's it's there's no more evidence than than Road Warrior. Sure. And I love what Road Warrior is doing. I do think that you can hurt yourself 
to a degree. And, you know, we've kind of discussed that a little bit with the third one, but I do like that it is a little bit different. And with the second one, I love that there's a little bit of a reluctance with the Max character going back to some of the things that happened to him in the first movie. You can see his motivations of why he's even more stoic in this one. Like I, I, I would like to count the words that Max says in these movies. It's probably oh, very few. Very few. <laughs> it's yeah. mostly all with his movements and his facial expressions, which I think Mel Gibson does a really good job of. But I like that minimalist approach with this character because even in those moments, like with the feral kid that you're talking about, like they have some almost nice dialogue, feral kid. (laughs) 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 but they almost have some nice dialogue between the two of them, even when they're not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. They definitely like the looks that they exchange, like in the front of the cab, like, speaks volumes to to kind of where max is as a character and a killer and i feel like in the third movie they go to the other extreme with that with the kids in that movie it becomes goofy and they do yeah and and i just didn't care for that again i appreciate them trying to do something different it just didn't work for me but uh before we move more into that one any any grade for mad max yeah um fury road or wait road Road Warrior. warrior Um, I'd say B plus a minus again, really, really enjoyed it. A couple mm. things I could have done without, um, <laughs> probably if you cut the backflips, <laughs> uh, I also, I didn't love like the book ending narration, um, which is like, I don't know why he slips that in the second and third film. I, it was yeah. that in the first one. I think so. Maybe a little bit at the end. I can't okay. remember. I don't know. I, my memory's See, trash. I, I kind of like it because I think it speaks a lot to what the Mad Max character is, especially right. in the second. He's kind of like a fable. Yeah. He, exactly. He's yeah. isolated. He's just very alone, and that's how he likes to be. So he is kind of like this mysterious fable, as you're talking about. Uh, so I would give this an A. I really, really enjoyed Road Warrior quite a bit. I'm, I'm in the populace with that one. A lot of people tend to love that one quite a bit. Let's move on to Thunderdome, which is a little bit of a different one. First, let's just talk about, you know, we've talked about how a little bit more goofy this one is in terms of style. Let's just talk about the scene in the Thunderdome, the fight itself. What did you think about okay. that? Um. So in the uh, and first of all, one word review of Thunderdome, Blunderdome. Uh, <laughs> nice. The scene in the Thunderdome is so good. Yes, I it's agree. Like, like literally, if that part makes up for everything bad in that movie, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's the best scene ever. They're like doing ballet on yeah. Fun- yeah, around like rabbits grabbing weapons. Like, yeah, it's I loved it. it. It's such an interesting In concept. Fact, the whole first act sands the opening um, sax heavy uh, Janet Jackson music or whatever that yeah. garbage was. Tina it's Turner, phenomenal. right? Tina Turner. Yeah. yeah, the whole first act is phenomenal. I I yeah. love the first act. I think it's some of the best stuff in the entire franchise. Um, but then. 
it gets it bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it gets once he goes off to Never Never Land. Or... <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I I just I feel like because this one was the biggest budget of them all, and yeah. Road Warrior really took the world by storm. And what was it Warner Brothers that produced this? I think like I felt like they were trying to reach a broader audience than they ever yeah. had before, trying to make it a little bit more kid friendly, get more families in there to watch it. And I feel like that was just a misstep for this franchise, right? Because this one, the, the all the other ones were rated R, and this one's yeah. PG. Gene. Yeah, and it's very, very clear. Very, very clear. I mean, the Thunderdome sequence, as you're talking about, does get a little gritty. I like how that one is. And I also feel like if this was the R version and it wasn't, you know, uh, marketed to like this max populace or whatever, yep. I feel like the ending of that scene is very different than oh, the yeah. one that we get. But yep. unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But I think that's what makes this one the weakest of the franchises because. That was the direction. And I also think part of it was uh, George Miller had to co-direct with someone else right. for this one. And I think right. that also got in the way of some of the direction he probably would have taken it. You know, um, getting back to just the, the first act and the stuff that we liked about it, like, I just, I think the the production design is just spot on here. Yeah, Everything it's great. In, yep. in Bardo Town, I think that's what it's yeah, called, Bardo yeah, Town, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that all looks really, really cool. Um, and you can just tell that 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 he's got more dollar bills to, yeah. to mm-hmm. flick out of his pocket. Cause mm-hmm. um, you know, it just, it's bigger. Everything's on a bigger scale. And like, I love the, um, the wheel of fate that they spin and then, sure. you know, they exile him to the desert and everything up to the exiling into the desert is great. And mm-hmm. then it's not. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I really did like that first act, like you were saying. I think the one thing I do like about it is that it eventually brings the Max character almost full circle. Like it, by the end of Thunderdome, he hasn't regained his family, but in a lot of ways, I would say he regained his humanity in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, and I, that really, I do appreciate about this film. Yeah, and I'm totally, I, I'm totally in line with you in that. Like, I do like the transformation that he goes through. And yeah. may I just say how awesome it is that he just shows up at the beginning of this movie with just full on brave heart. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> so different than the first two. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. genius. Yeah. And I love like again like back to the things that just I consistently love about this franchise, like the costumes and the hair. It's all just yeah. so wild, and the fact that you know you can have this uh, big. Well, I guess it's not a big blockbuster, but sizable blockbuster movie sure. where Mel Gibson starts out with that hair. I know. Just, <laughs> totally I'm works. Nice. Yeah. Uh, another thing, too, I noticed about this film and Road Warrior 2 is the cinematography I felt like was a little bit enhanced from the first one. And again, that just goes to the bigger budget is there there's some really nice aerial shots in those two movies. There's a really nice explosion in Road Warrior that I thought was captured really well, both from like a close up shot. And then there was like more of like a, a backed off landscape kind of shot that I thought was really nice. And just from a cinematography standpoint, I feel like those two were just more mature and more well handled. And in Thunderdome, there's even more like natural disaster type elements that George Miller plays with that I think yeah. is also great that I'm sure in Fury Road, we're just going to see on a whole another level that I look forward to, but I could see the progression on that level as well. So, okay, riddle me this. <laughs> what 
uh, what was the deal with the master blaster? <laughs> uh. So, so the master was the the little dude who's like the head of the the barter town, and then the blaster was like his retarded nephew. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Something it, like that. Yeah, and like the reason he doesn't kill him in the Thunderdome is because he realizes that he's that he's like very this. clearly special yeah. yeah that's what it seemed like to me <laughs> like he's like we gotta we gotta sympathize with that character now and my, that's well, a way they make you do that my problem with that is like the the lady lady girl <laughs> whatever Tina Turner Tina Turner yeah <laughs> um you know she she kind of laid that all out I thought that was very clear she was like yeah the dude on top like He's the thinker, and then the other guy is just a brute. Like, what mm-hmm. do you expect? <laughs> I know, I know. And the entire Him fight, uglier. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like he couldn't fight. Like he held his own in that match. It's not like he was just getting beat up the whole time. Oh yeah, so. he was like rubber banding him in a giant spike. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, I, I, all that was kind of weird, and that just goes it back. Feel it didn't feel genuine to the character. I agree. That that we had gotten to know yes. in the previous film. Yeah, like, especially when you look back at the end of the first film when he ties that or handcuffs that guy to the car. Yes, and yes. it is like, you know, you can either uh, try to saw your way through the handcuffs or saw your way through your ankle. Good luck. <laughs> like, that's Mad Max right there. Like, that's yeah. that character we had known up to that point. Yeah, he's a vindictive bastard, and yeah. he he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, I felt like that was a little bit of a betrayal yeah. of the character. Yeah, that, um, that was Warner Brothers going, look, guys, we can't yep. do that in this movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, I'm sure that was rewritten later on. Again, just speaks to how much PG-13 movies suck. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly can hinder your experience. And, you know, I guess since we've brought in uh, Avengers and Marvel into this discussion, We've seen Joss Whedon complain about that with his Avengers movie as well. So uh, anytime studios get their hands in the mix, it's never a good thing. But uh, all right, well, let's give a grade for Thunderdome. What what grade would you give it? Again, since I absolutely love the first act, up you know, up to a point. Um, and I think actually the third act kind of, there's some great, sequences sure. in the third act yeah. as well like really along the same lines or mm-hmm. would you say roads <laughs> yeah. as yeah. uh as as road warrior but that second act is just horrible yeah it's, it's terrible it's so, terrible yeah. so bad i like i almost just was like oh i can't watch this yeah, it is bad yes <laughs> um, but then still as a whole i think it's a really creative interesting weird endeavor and like for how much it does kind of like flub up like the beautiful majesty that this franchise had going for it, it still is better than a lot of other stuff. Sure. So for me, I think this is like closer to a C plus than anything. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I you know that middle act, it's it's kind of ironic in a lot of ways, right? Because the film is titled beyond thunderdome yeah Yeah, we're talking about how much (laughs) we like the first act where the thunderdome takes place and then they go back to barter town to get revenge and again it's only when they're beyond thunderdome that it's awful but i want uh, yeah i want the cut where it's mad max just thunderdome (laughs) just in thunderdome exactly 
No, I, I, I agree. I, I would give this probably a C plus, maybe a B minus if I was generous, because outside of the first act, like you were saying, like those action sequences and the chases and the desert still in the third act is still a lot of fun. It, it's what we've loved about this franchise. So there's still a lot to appreciate. And like I was saying, even thematically with the character and him coming full circle, I like that too. So maybe I'll be generous and give it a B minus. It's certainly the worst of the three, though. Uh, one yeah, thing... Like- uh, I want to ask you as well, if you were going to grade the trilogy as a whole, what grade would you give the original trilogy? You know, that's that's a funny question because I'd almost grade it higher than I've given individual grades <laughs> for anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's sure. a great franchise. And I think it actually mm-hmm. is one of those that, oddly enough, works better as a whole than it necessarily does as distinct chapters. Yeah, that's so, a really great point. I think I'd, I'd be willing to go with like an A-. minus, Like, I, I I envision myself rewatching, especially these first two, like over and over again. I just really they're great movies, like and I think like the more that I watch them, because as I admitted, like I really have I've only seen all of these once, I think the more I'll come to like appreciate the flaws. I, I agree. I think there's so much to appreciate about these films. Obviously, the action sequences are great, but even more so, there's great characters. I mean, we've talked about the villains. Even in their caricature moments, they're still fascinating and compelling to watch. The Mad Max character, he's stoic, but not too bland, I don't think. like I feel like his stoicness is really well handled. Mel Gibson, I think, really nailed it. And I loved how they touch on that isolation and that defeat that he has and that kind of inner turmoil and eventually how he's able to recover from that. Like Even with the flaws in this trilogy, I think it's still really fun. It's great. I would give it an A- minus as well. And I look forward to Fury Road this weekend. I know. We agreed on a great for once. I've heard like, uh, and I've tried to avoid what people were saying because I was so mad that I missed the press screening. I literally got in from New York like sure. 30 minutes after it started. So wow. But I've heard nothing but yeah. just highest. Me rate. too. Me and- too. I, I haven't I haven't read any reviews, but I've had friends like text me links to different reviews and I was like, stop sending me stuff. Like I don't want to read it yet, but apparently it's, it's super great. And I've heard that the rotten tomato score, at least it was, I don't know if it still is, was really, really high. So I think it's like 98. Oh my God. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wow. No, no. I take that back. Okay. It's, 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 it's back up to 99. Oh my God. (laughs) That's with 157 reviews. That is crazy. So that's pretty much locked in. Yeah, I'd that's say so. Insane. That's in, that is insane. In fact, I also saw a tweet earlier today from Richard Roper, and he said it was best picture material. And he's like, "When are we going to start <laughs> including these kinds of yeah. films into that into that kind of criteria?" But that's essentially what he was saying. I agree. So should be yeah. interesting. I cannot yeah. wait to go see I'm it. I'm psyched. I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with a couple. Uh, critic buddies of mine who also missed it tomorrow morning so it'll be the first time we'll probably be around seeing it around the same time 
Very cool. Very cool. Uh, anyway, if you want to check out more of my thoughts, you can see uh, reviews that I have for all three of the original Mad Max films on our letterbox page at letterbox.com slash session film. And Matt will have a full review of Fury Road as well as some little mini reviews on his weekly review segment on his site at silverscreenriot.com. Now that I think of it, um, Chris, Chris Bunker, my writer, actually has a full review up on the site right now, which <laughs> I... I just like try. I was editing it and trying not to look at it. <laughs> like I'm no. like, ah, yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah. So nice. if you if you guys agree or disagree with anything that we've got to say, hit us up uh, either over on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/InSessionFilm, or tweet at InSessionFilm, or you can tweet me too at ServerScreenRide.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also leave a comment on the Google Plus page or email at InSessionFilm at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, that should do it for this week's show. As Matt just alluded to, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also hit us up on YouTube and the Google Plus. Just search In Session Film and you'll find us there as well. On the Google Plus. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe (laughs) as well uh, over on iTunes where you can hear all these main podcasts as well as the extra film segments starring me. And while you're on iTunes, leave a review. Um, Otherwise, you know, stop being a (laughs) d***. Additionally, and lastly... You can sign up for the monthly newsletter over on Facebook by clicking the newsletter tab or at the site at incessionfilm.com slash newsletter. And the Incession Film Podcast is supported by our super awesome listeners like you. If you want to help us, just go to our website at incessionfilm.com. You can click on our bonus content tab in our main menu to hear our bonus content for just a small donation of 99 cents. And for our episode 116 bonus content, my wife came on the show and we discussed The Age of Adeline, a film that she really liked. So you can go and check out her thoughts there. You can also go to our Incession Film store page, which is brand newly updated. So go and check that out, incessionfilm.com slash store. And you can just see everything else that we have up on our site, incessionfilm.com slash donate. One thing that I would highly recommend, Matt, is checking out the Incession Film app. You can hear everything we do under one roof for just a one-time fee of $1.99. You can find that app on the Amazon market for Android devices, the Windows 8 phone store for Windows devices, and the podcast box app for iOS devices. All those details are on the site at incessionfilm.com slash apps. As for the main show this weekend, episode 117, of course, Mad Max Fury Road, as we've been talking about all show. And for our top three, this is going to be a lot of fun, Matt, our top three action movies from the 1980s. So, Oh, God, off the top of my head. Uh, Die Hard? Um, oh, I can't even think of any others. Indiana That's... Jones, maybe? Uh, so a little I... Die Hard? Possibly. I wouldn't count Indiana Jones as an. Uh, yeah, I could, yeah, I could see that. I could see that argument. I see it sure. more as in like an adventure movie. But yeah, I can buy that, that, that Very much be my top. I am obsessed with Indiana Jones. <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot of good action movies from the 80s, that's for sure. So we'll be discussing all of that. Also, go vote on our poll. You need to do it soon. Let us know what you're doing this weekend as we're asking which movie are you most likely to see this weekend? Mad Max for your road, Pitch Perfect 2, maybe both, maybe neither. Let us know on the poll for this week as I will be watching. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm definitely doing both. One for the ladies. Absolutely. Uh, As for our extra film next week, speaking of Pitch Perfect 2, we are going to be discussing that since we're not going to be able to talk about that on the show 
I've this, already seen it. Yay! Yeah, so we'll be doing Pitch Perfect 2 and also uh, a small film that came out on VOD uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and it's a small film called Maggie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. So that should yeah. be a lot of fun. So we'll be discussing yeah. those two on the show next week. Cool. Oh, pretty exciting stuff. Before we get out of here, Matt, any final thoughts, man? I have been sitting on something, uh, waiting for waiting for the end here. But I have a little surprise for you. Okay. Um, and I won't make you do it right off the top of your head here. But I've got uh, my interview with Atticus Ross tomorrow, mm. the composer who I yeah. know you're getting yeah. jiggy with. And yeah. um, I thought if you wanted to submit a question or two, um, and I can ask it to him, and maybe we can play it off the pod. Yeah, absolutely. I am very, very much down for that. I'll I'll think about it, and I'll send you some stuff. Cool. That's pretty exciting. Send me me tomorrow morning-ish. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I look forward to hearing that full interview. That should be a lot of fun. So, uh, As far as final thoughts for me, uh, one thing I want to plug also on the main show this weekend We are starting our Pixar movie series, and we are starting with the Toy Story trilogy. I've watched all three films over the last day and a half, and... Damn. uh, Quick review. I love them. How many tears? How many tears? A few. (laughs) There certainly was a few that was shed. Uh, I love, love those movies. I look forward to talking about that on the show this weekend as well. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you join us this weekend for episode 117, where we discuss Mad Max Fury Road. And we'll see you guys next week for Pitch Perfect 2 on the Incession Film Podcast Extra Film segment. I am the rocker. I am the roller. I am the out of controller. JD, stop texting me pictures of your. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like something that you'd get like alongside a. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it really would. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, On that note.